Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are here with DJ Cutso and Big Hungry. Um, What's up? What's going on, guys? I'm also here with Nate LeBlanc. Yo. Thanks for having us, guys. Le, Le, LeBlanc? LeBlanc. Where, that, I always thought that last name was, like, super smooth. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Is it French? Uh, yes. It means the white. Oh, so that, that's it's white, white wine. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc over oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very authoritative uh, name there. Yeah. Um, you, you know what? We're here to have a little conversation with DJ Cutso and Big Hungry about their new project. So it's a big uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, we want to get to we want to get to know you guys a little bit, and you know, uh, let other people know about your history, how you guys linked up. Um, and also talk a little bit about the new project and what you guys sure. got going on as well. I was, I was working at the strip club. I was the DJ for the night. Well, I mean, Hungry. Next, um, we've got champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, Hungry, when I, when, I, when I listen to your music, I mean, it's just dripping with um, Bay Area influences. I mean, right on, right on. Um, talk a little bit about who, uh, you know, who captivated you growing up. MC-wise and musically? Um, well, shit. I grew up around my older brothers, and they always listened to, like, uh, the Vallejo scene, like, mm. the Mac Dre, and, like, all the Romper Room shit, but, like, the early shit, before the Thizzle Dance and all mm. that. So, like, mm. it was crazy to see people start being hyped on Mac Dre and, like, start listening to songs that I grew up on, and yeah. I would, like, know the words already. Be like, damn, finally, folks is, like, catching up, you know? <laughs> and then Sugar Free was, like, someone that I always listened to when I was right, younger. Right. But uh, my dad's from the East Coast, so I always like East Coast music and shit, too. So mm. I've I listened to everything. I mean, obviously, like, Tupac and Biggie mm. and, like, Mace. But, like, growing up in Richmond when I was, like, a young kid, before I was even, like, rapping and shit, we listened to a lot of Cash Money okay. and Master P. Okay. So, like, the Southern rap scene, like... It's kind of all over the place, but, like, the first rap music that I listened to, though, was, like, Mac Dre and, like, all those, like, old school, like, fucking with Dank and, like, all those songs. Oh. Uh, is it fair to say your first love was skating? No. Nah. Okay. I haven't skated. I mean, I, I wasn't skating until I was, like, 18, 19. Gotcha. Yeah. And w would you say that now that you, you do both or you did both that it influences your music at all? Um, definitely just like in terms of the music that I started listening to, like I started listening to a lot of country music, mm. hanging around like all my skater homies and then like a lot of punk music and like, even like, honestly, like I didn't know half the Andre Nicotina songs I knew until <laughs> hanging out with my skateboard homies. Yeah. So, like, uh, it goes, it goes hand in hand, like hanging around skaters and like, and then when I get into the studio, like the same vibe of like. I know some sick skaters, like, they just go for it, balls to the walls, you know? Mm. So sometimes I get that vibe when I'm in the studio, like, sure. I'm, I'm about mm. to just fucking go for it, you Yeah, know? Like, sweat it out, you know? Absolutely. So they kind of go hand-in-hand in, hand in my life, but in terms of, like, I started them both completely different at gotcha. completely different times and, like, didn't expect to, like, make it some sort of marketing plan, like, oh, I'm going to get all my skater homies to like my music. Right. It was just, like, they knew I rapped, they liked it, and kind of led to me getting shows and more people knowing about it and shit so it can kind of seem like it's planned to somebody who don't know but just living life yeah for sure um so paulo uh dj Cutso, um long time friend of the program friend in real life um amazing dj producer um has a new project out with lyrics born called rap night as well as this stuff with big hungry um what drew you to hungry and like led to you to want to work with them um well i was i was you know 
slightly aware of you know his older stuff what you know when he was going by hungry hussein um because you know i was listening to a lot of like you know stuff that like thizzler was putting out and you know things like that and it would you know kind of get me hip to some of these local cats so um when his name came up again my brother was trimming trees with this guy named big hungry mm-hmm. and i was like oh i feel like i've heard that guy's name before and um my brother he's like yo check out his music it's pretty dope like and you know if my brother is saying it's dope then th- that means something because me and him have very similar tastes of music. Like, sure. Selective though, Dino fucks with. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Dino. I mean, oh, I love those right. Dino playlists. Yeah, man. Like you know, like we we know, like we we have the same concept for good as well as corny. So I was like, All right, I'll, I'll listen to it, and then he played me his uh, Hungry's uh, "Let the Smoke Out" EP, and I was like, Damn, dude, this this guy's dope. Like mm-hmm. you know, like. It's, you know, it's not some like, you know, it's kind of like just some raw rap, like stoner shit, but it's not like, you know, gimmicky or nothing. It's like some real shit. He's talking about, you know, spilling fucking chocolate milk on his pro club. Like, (laughs) we can relate to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what. It was hella random how it happened, too. Yeah, and, you know, it was cool. Like, you know, it was like one night where it was just like, yo, like, let's, let's link up and. He came down, took the bark down to Fremont. I picked him up, and we knocked out maybe oh, yeah. like two songs that night. Okay. Uh, okay. Upon our first meeting, and so from there we were just kind of, you know, just kind of building. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, on the flip side of that, hungry. Um, when did you first hear of DJ Cutso? Dude, Dino. Oh, it's just Dino's <laughs> the link. Okay. Dino's the link. Okay. We were we were like chilling, um, chilling at at the work spot, like trimming and shit, and um, you know, like. And I don't know, like, if, if you trimmed out there, whoever's listening, like, you know, like, the vibes of who's going to play what music. Okay. And, like, you know, like, that can get kind of sticky. But we had a cool, like, everyone could play what they want to play. And, like, sometimes people are like, play your shit, play your shit. And I played it. And Dino was like, damn, like, you're pretty sick. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play your shit for my brother. And it wasn't, like, everyday work. Like, we would mm-hmm. see each other maybe once or twice a month. So mm-hmm. over the months, he would keep saying, like, I'm going to play it for him, man. I ain't forgot. Right. He's like, all right. The, next, the last time I seen him, he was like, all right, fucking. We're going on a trip to Reno, and mm-hmm. I'm going to play it all the way down. I was like, yeah, that shit's short, so you guys will go through it quick. And then the next time I seen him, which was probably like another month or two later, he's like, oh, my brother's hella hyped. I was just like, <laughs> send over the, you know, like it finally started churning. Right. I, like, I even got the vibe then, like, damn, like this fool really liked my music, heard it in person, played it for his brother, who apparently is like a d- DJ on the radio and like all this shit. And I was just like, damn, this is crazy. Like, I didn't know, I, like, cool, you know, and then. We linked up and just got it going. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a really organic meetup. I mean, through, Very. through weed yeah. and fam. That's the connection. Man. <laughs> yep. And uh, you guys have a new project out. But before we sort of dive into that, um, how, uh, what's your working process like? Do you guys send each other beats and, and, and um, lyrics over the... Actually, internet um, or? no. So, it, like you said, it's very organic. So he would, stu- he would come to the studio and hand me a record and be like, yo, I want to... I was listening to this cut and I want to sample it. Wow. So, and you know, it was like, you know, sending YouTube links or sending mm-hmm. Spotify links or, you know, bringing, bringing a record. So on the spot, uh, I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's put it in, let's put it in the uh, Ableton and you know, I'll, I'll fuck with it. And he'd go outside have a couple cigs <laughs> right on his phone. <laughs> 15, 20 minutes later, he'd come back. Okay. He's like, I, I think I got verse one. I was yeah. like, damn, cool. Well, I think I got a main loop, you know? So, <laughs> right, right, and right. It, it just, it, you know, he wasn't waiting on me. I wasn't waiting on him. Yeah. We just get high, uh, man our stations, <laughs> and then come back and, like, yeah, reconvene. And, like, yo, this is what I got. Cool, this is what I got. Yeah. And it, 
it just so happened to go together because you know like i was already feeling his vibe and he mm-hmm. was already you know feeling my vibe so yeah it was yeah i was super fired cool. up on it too because that's how easy it really was like mm-hmm. i could send a link but i would also be like i have the actual vinyl like dope, i know dope. you can record this shit like he's like all right fuck it yeah. i'll record <laughs> it you know i could snatch it right off the internet i was like nah nah let's record it you know uh-huh. and then we'll record it and then he'll just like yeah, I'll go outside, smoke a cig, roll up a joint, and then he'll have that shit already, like, chopped, and I'll be like, fuck. Like, in my head, I'll be like, thank God. <laughs> what you like, pictured. Yeah, like, That's he did it plus more, you know, and, yeah, like, right. throwing his sauce on it. So I'll be like, oh, this is fucking perfect. You For know? sure. And I can just relax and just write to some shit and mm. just get it done. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all know Paul is a, a masterful uh, DJ and producer. Uh, <sighs> Cut him up. Cut him up. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. No, but uh, Hungry, I, I love your James Baldwin reference in, uh, in, in oh, one of those songs. Oh, yeah, for well, sure. I, I think the punchline was like something Spalding. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Uh, what about uh, what else about Paulo? Once you guys are in the studio, DJ Cutso, I should say, yeah. um, strikes you like as an MC. Um, shit, the fact that uh, he's quick to get to it, you know, mm-hmm. like there's there's other people I've brought in like samples or shit that I want them to sample, and I'm telling them exactly like, nah, I just cut it from right here to right here, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, and they try that for two seconds, and then they like start doing some other shit, right. and then start putting like oh maybe we should try something else mm-hmm. it was like i could literally be like i want to cut it from right here to right here and mm-hmm. he'll do it and do it in a way that i couldn't even explain it to him right. you know like it the vibe was just mm-hmm. like right there right away and the fact that uh i know he has a heavy hip-hop like mind you know but then mm-hmm. i also know the stuff that he djs and like the the radio station and stuff may not be the the grimy hip-hop shit but i right. know it's there in heart so right. i know like I could pull that up, you know, I know we can get to that easily, yeah. you know, like, so yeah. to, to know, and then he would mix that other side of the music that he's into, into the beats, that's some grimy shit, mm-hmm. you know, and then, like, mix it up, you know, so, like, right. just just the vibe, the chemistry, you know? Yeah, it's, I, it's interesting to hear you use the term grimy. It's not, that's not necessarily what I get from the EP or from your guys' music. I think of it as, like, Bay Area party rap. Like, there's a very, like, um, I don't want to say hyphy, but like not not hyphy either. Got like you. there's like <laughs> got you. it's like these rock hard beats, and then kind of like a party rhyme scheme, for sure. right? Like yeah. um, for sure. it, and like um, we all performed at the same show together a couple months ago, even through some brutal sound issues. Like people were turning <laughs> up. Like yeah, it was like that was heavy. It was, was um, heavy. you know, I, I just think it's um, it's turn up music. Like, yeah, to use a term sure. I'm too old to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect that though because. Uh, I like the the type of music I want to make is music that it is like whatever you feeling it can capture that moment. Right. Like if you feel like you're on the way to the club and you want to like just smoke something and feel a little heavy with the lyrics in between your future and your amigos, like you, mm-hmm. that that that's one of those songs might be able to slip up in there. Yeah. Or if you like on your way to the beach and you want to listen to some cool hip hop and mix in with your new Freddie Gibbs album, right? Or your old Wu Tang album, I feel yeah. like it could like slip up in there. You For know? sure. So yeah. Yeah. It, it, I'm trying to like. I'll, 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 I'll call it grimy because, like, when you when people say hip-hop or rap now, I'm pretty sure they think, like, the hip-hop, like, the gibberish that's coming out. You know, no, like, I hear that. Know, yeah, like absolutely. Hippity-hoppity shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I, I'll just call it grimy off the rips just so you know, like, oh, the music that he's making is, like, you're going to have to hear it for you to really, like, make your own decipher on mm. what you think it is. But, like, for sure. I want you to go into it thinking it's going to be more lyrical than, than not. Right, absolutely. Like, right. I don't want you yeah. to think, like, oh, you, am I going to be able to dance? Like, <laughs> if you if you feeling like that, you know, but yeah. like it's not geared to make you want to fucking 
break a sweat. Like mm-hmm. I always tell people at my shows, like you don't got to put your motherfucking hands up if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sit down and smoke a joint right now. Yeah. As long as you're listening and you want to buy a shirt afterwards, I'm I'm not tripping. You know? I love that. The, the I've, thing, I've you know gone to hundreds of hip hop shows in my life, and I don't. I'm just not going to put my hands up anymore. Yeah. Dude. Like, Stop I asking. I do care. I, I was just <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Dino, this is not a good podcast joke because it's kind of visual, but he has this very funny thing he does when he says, like, throw your hands in the air like you just don't care, and he just waves his hand all fast. <laughs> I've seen him do that like 10 times. Yeah. Shows. It's so funny. That's his signature movie. <laughs> yeah. no, but Wait, so y'all know Dino from back in the day? And yeah, Paul too? and I grew up together. Uh, oh, I know yeah, Dino, shit. Carla, yeah. he. Dina. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole Bellow family. Yeah, yeah. whole Bellow family. Yeah. Dina was my sister's sixth grade boyfriend. <laughs> oh, Straight, up. Yep. Straight up. Straight <laughs> up. We go Damn. way back. Yeah, we got history, bro. <laughs> family styles. Yeah, yep. man. That's the title of this one, family <laughs> <laughs> No, but what I want to say about Hungry's music and just like his kind of overall kind of, you know, aesthetic is very cool. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it can have, you know, high moments. It can have very low moments, but it's always very cool. Like, just cool without being stagnant. You right. know, it's right, right, right. right. Yeah. effortless. Yeah, very effortless. Very effortless. And just kind of like you're chopping it up with a homie. You well, know, I've been like, doing it for fucking, like, at least 10 years now. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I've been rapping for a minute. Yeah. It started off as, like, me and my homies just, like, fucking around. You know, they were super serious. My homie Gata. And my homie Neo the Gift from Richmond. And like they were full blown like high school, like, oh, like rappers, you know, like people in high school knew about their music. For or, sure. Were hyped up on them. And I was just like the fat kid rolling around, like talking shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Until they were like, nah, dude, you got the personality. Like you gotta right, write some right. shit. Yeah. And I and I did a song and fucking these chicks got the C D and sure enough, like a couple of weeks after the song was circulating circulating around the school, they was they knew my verse word for word. Wow! And I would be tripping like, "What? I thought I sounded so <laughs> dumb." And like it was kind of like a raunchy verse talking about running trains on chicks, <laughs> and they were going word for word on it. And I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, they talk about me. Yeah, like, y'all fuck with that, y'all fuck. So that was like the spark of it. And then like, yeah, we had the Hitman Squad. That was the name of our shit. And like, okay. we would like. We had my homie had a fucking uh, like twenty disc burner, and we mm. would like just burn CDs and sell them at school. And I like had a list of people like, "Hey, you owe me five dollars, bro." For that <laughs> <last year." laughs> so like went from that to like then uh, my my other homies D-Lo and Sleepy D, which are like popular ca- cats up in, in Oakland and shit. D-Lo. Like, yeah, we don't give a fuck about NoHo like that song yeah. and shit. Like once they started rapping and getting into it seriously, I was already kind of had my foot in the door, so okay. I could kind of be like. Nah, y'all should like do this. I like y'all got to make sure I get in the studio. Y'all got to, you know, like like right. kind of just putting my hand here and there. But yeah. they were just like young cats and just like going for it. So like my name started picking up with them too, you know, and mm-hmm. like going like all through Oakland and like we would go to Tracy, Modesto, Stockton, and do all these shows. So like a lot of people knew me through that. And then like over the years, it was like you know whether it be like business shit or whatever. I just kind of like started fading into trying to figure out my own. Mm-hmm. identity you know mm-hmm. not with like neo to give or not with just big hungry you know so yeah like, that's where we at with it now just how did you come up with that moniker i was in the seventh grade in the lunchroom and i asked this this homie for some french fries and he was like you oh hungry ass 
And he stood up in the lunchroom and was like, everybody, this nigga name is Big Hungry from now on. <laughs> and sure enough, the next, like, the next period, the next class period, I was walking to class and people was like, all right, Big Hungry. And, like, the next day, like, So it was not your hungry. choice, but it stuck. Nah, it stuck. And then when I got to high, that was in the seventh grade. And then when I got to high school, I was like, oh, what's up, man? What's your name? And I was like. Big hungry, and they were like, mm. the seniors were just like, oh my god, this is big hungry. You know, like, <laughs> so before I was even rapping, fools knew like, oh, big hungry, like mm. big funny guy. See, that's tight, man, because <laughs> I always wanted a, a nickname like Moose. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like go the opposite way and be like tiny. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, slim. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, for sure. Tiny Moose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Hungry, so, I mean, you said you've been rapping for, like, 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, when, you, when you're telling us about, you know, bringing samples and stuff to Paulo, it seems like you have a, a framework of, of uh, an, an idea of the beats in, in your word, head. Word. Uh, you ever tried producing? Nah, I really would like to get into that, but mm. that's, that comes with the equipment right, and right, all that, right, you know, right. and it's like uh, the digital stuff, like, I kind of, like, like had a like a little lapse with that shit because when aim and first all that shit first hit like <laughs> I was killing it like, <laughs> chat room at big hungry. savvy I was <laughs> now nah, my aim name was whack that donkey <laughs> I used to be sliding in all the aim DMs bro so I had that shit figured out my mom used to make me type like before like when it was dial up like I was learning how to type hella quick so I've been on the internet. And then after Y2K, my shit just kind of slipped up. Like, yeah. I stopped you actually got caught by Y2K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You the one guy. <laughs> Fucked me up, man. So now when I'm like, I got, because I take photos and shit, and I want to like try to edit them or something, and I pull up, I'm like, nah, nah, I used to be on AIM all the time. I know how to do this shit. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. None of this shit, you know? So I'm trying to get back into that. But like, same with like producing. Like, I wish I could yeah. fucking pull up a computer and just make the beats and shit. But I also like to executive produce or of whatever course, like bring it to somebody because i right. want them to put their touch on it anyway you know but like one day you know if it yeah. comes to that i would love to have my own little room where i could grab my records grab it you know like right. and then send it to somebody after that and be like all right you add something to it you know for sure i would right, love right. to do that but like um just being in a studio for all these years i see like the process certain some people make beats certain ways and so, so i just like to see how people are doing it and like it's always a plus it's always like a treat when mm -hmm. i can actually bring a record to somebody to sample so right right like, yeah. well i, I mean paul is the most savvy the dude when it comes to that you know like Coming we've said high. that we've said this in the past but you can't you can't really make good hip-hop if you only listen to hip-hop you know what i mean true yeah. you need true, to be true. super well versed oh, there yeah. and you know there's no one better than paulo yeah um yeah. you know on the album um what what's your guys's cut personally as uh, well, I mean, like your favorite, your favorite right? yeah. yeah. Go, go first. You go first. Uh, I would say, you know, I would say paper, mm. paper, just because I've always wanted to make a song like Soundboy Burial, uh, Smith and Wesson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then um, it gave me a chance to like do something really, you know, like in this again. This is a sample that Hungry stepped to me with. Mm. And I just filtered the shit out of it and like kind of gave it like a beat miners type treatment. And that's mm. that was my main loop. But then uh, on the third verse, I take it on this like severe left turn and um, it kind of it's like this kind of like anxiety building like right, synth that right. kind of like, you know, like swells. Mm -hmm. And um, I, it, that was actually inspired. I was watching some like Spencer for hire or some shit like at three in the morning one day. And um, there was a scene where they were like disarming a time bomb. Mm. 
<laughs> and the music was very like George O. Moroder, like right. RPG or like no 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 and I was like yo like the third verse because I I was in the middle of fucking with this song when I was you know watching shit on my Chromecast and that came I was like whoa like what if I took it on a severe left turn and like kind of took it on that like RPG or kind of like you know like give it a whole different feel like yeah we're like in a whole other world but then it snaps back in. Like once you hear the gunshot, yeah. it like snaps you back into where you were before. And yeah. I've always been a big fan of like, you know, building things in a left turn and then coming back to where oh, you started 100%. from. Yeah, yeah. So that, I would say that's probably my favorite track. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I think the, the production is super intricate. Yeah. And I mean, it's Hungry Kills it on that one, man. No, 100%. Like, um, the, the, there's something he says during that bill where he says there's killers in the street and they do it for the hobby. Um, High as fuck, strapped up, up in the, the middle, middle of the lobby. lobby. Like, damn. Like, whoa. Like, it just paints this crazy picture. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Especially with that, when it's like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Like, the tension, the like, tension is building. You feel like you know a movie. Like, there's some really some killers in the lobby. Like, yeah. Like, the, the elevator is about to, the elevator <laughs> exactly, door is about to open. Exactly, and right. you got to spray first, or they're going to fucking kill you. Like, that's the kind of tension that we we're trying to build up. And it's, you know, like for something so minimal, like when you listen to that track, the, the track is very minimal. But yeah. once you take that left turn, it's like it becomes this whole like other adventure. <laughs> no, totally. It reminds me of something like Blade Runner. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah, Blade, yeah. Blade Runner, like a, a final scene, shit's about to get real. Yeah. John Woo film. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, my, my favorite yeah. is uh, uh, Bobby. Oh, dude, I I love that track. Bobby man. is, I mean, Sink or Swim would be the runner up just because it's like a real bass slapper and like right, right. I I fucking I don't know. I was just chilling, listening to Rose Royce one day, and I was like, we gotta add some fucking beats to this and like just get <laughs> real bay with it. Like I need, we need a slap, you know. Right. But Bobby, like, I think I feel like I wrote that first verse before before. Uh, before we even made the beat. I'm not sure. But that verse, though, I really fuck with that verse. Because I remember when I wrote that verse, why I wrote that verse, and, and like, all the shit. And then on top of that, like, the beat, like, uh, the beat that is sampled from and the way that he flipped it, like, both mean, like, something to me. Because, I don't know, I just, the whole time, my vibe for that was, like, because I know he's, like, a woo head, and I'm, like, kind of a woo head. Like, mm-hmm. I can name a couple songs, and but, like, some albums I know, like, all the way through. But, like... I was just kept saying like we need like that Wu Tang like you know like how the Rizzo would like fuck with the beat and like you know like <laughs> something, know, I always something get, murky yeah I always <laughs> get caught up in trying to tell somebody to like recreate some great ass fucking like <laughs> vibe like you know you know how they did that shit right like, they just like switch switch it up a little bit and cause I was like yeah 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 I got it I got it just, I was like yeah perfect you I'll know just be once, like in a basement in 1993 yeah, exactly. equipment that doesn't exist anymore exactly exactly, yeah. exactly. I should have made that shit on like a like a SB12 or something or like an EPS 16 we got another one coming so. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I, might, I might I might use some old equipment on that one for we'll sure yeah see and that's another thing like I, I just get caught up in like wanting to re- recreate these old sounds and shit sure. like why you was asking me about like making beats and shit it's just like I'm a fan of music like mm-hmm. I listen to country music jazz like when I get in the, in the car like I'm instantly putting on 91.1 like the jazz station that's the best there. station ever yeah. Chewy Chewy uh, <laughs> Jesse Chewy Balera <laughs> I met that fool one day man oh, I was really? tripping wow. I was at a record sale like this, this dude uh was getting rid of all of his, um, I think his name is Disco Moss or something on Instagram like that. But he was getting rid of a bunch of shit. And uh, 
I just heard this dude, this cool cat talking. I was like, Jesse Tweet Wileta? Like, just because I heard his voice. I oh, never wow. knew what he looked like. Whoa. I was like, dude, you sound like Jesse Tweet Wileta. And he was like, alone. Damn. Yeah, because I've never seen him before. I actually yeah. follow that Disco Moss guy on Instagram. Okay, I, I was like, he, he posts know? a lot of like Latin records, right? Yeah, he yeah, posts yeah. Latin yeah. records, but then the records that he had, like, were like random shit. Like, he had a whole bunch of random shit, and he was selling everything for like a dollar cheaper. Oh, wow. Like, two dollars or whatever. And like, yeah, Jesse was there, and I was just like tripping. But I, I listened to all types of shit. Like, uh, one of my. Like two songs I've been listening to a lot lately is "Turn the Page" by Bob Seger. Dope, wow. dope. Yeah. That's a cut, bro. That's a good one. That is so dope. That's a good one. I mean, I've been on the road out there and shit, and I was just like, on the road again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that and turn, uh, uh, turning back the years, or like holding. I think it's holding back the years. Simply red. Simply red. Yo, yeah. wow. Holding back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> Yo, that's, my that's shit. the fucking cut. So like, I, when, that, that's the type of shit I listen to. If I want to listen to rap, <clears throat> sometimes like, like I've been jamming at Dave East and Styles P. Yeah, that album gets me fired up. Like mm. in terms of like new records, new mm. like a, a new record that I could listen to. I, I burnt out fucking the J Rock album mm-hmm. and like the Kendrick Dam. That's a classic for me and shit. For but sure. then I go old school like A Ball, MJG, uh, sure. coming out hard. Absolutely. You know, like. I like old, like, I've also somehow I came up on Gangsta Pat recently. I'm trying to, like, you know, like, I was telling him, man, like, I want to make, like, a freestyle, like, slapper, you mm-hmm. know, like, I want to come in hot on some old school shit, but, like, mixed with the new school shit. Like some know? Stevie B type shit. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. even have somebody sing a hook like that, but I just come in hot with the flows, you know, yeah. like, but a beat that you just can't deny. Right. When you hear this shit, no matter if someone was singing ABCs on a motherfucker, <laughs> those freestyle beats just make you want to fucking start pop locking. We're, we're recording this podcast right now, dead center in the east side of San Jose, <laughs> and like you're you're summoning the gods here. <laughs> Straight the fuck up. Bro. That's hilarious. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm yeah. glad I'm making it known. Yeah, extra man. Hard, no, we're right? gonna make that happen. Huh? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so you spent part of the summer in Europe. Yeah. Uh, tell yep. us about your trip. What were you doing? Where did you you go like did you get in trouble did you keep nah no trouble no (laughs) trouble i didn't get asap rocky okay good (laughs) which is crazy man. can't lock me yeah can't lock me can't lock me (laughs) i went to denmark italy and switzerland so been to switch this is my second time in europe the first time i went was to switzerland um i can tell you why i went there in a second but the denmark my homies have always been going there there's this little town in denmark called christiania and it's called Freetown. It used to be a fucking military base. Wow. And these, these people, whoever back then in Denmark, in, in Copenhagen, they um they took it over. And it's like, it's not even a part of the EU. It's a little small, little town. And in this town, they have a skateboard shop called A-List. And right next to it, they have this spot called this big-ass skate like uh, ramp. It's like a, a house, you know. But, it's, I mean, it's, it's covered like a house, but it's just one big-ass ramp. Mm-hmm. It's called Wonderland. And I got a whole bunch of skate homies who I've been kicking it with and, like, living with, like, for the past, like, five, six years. And they always tell me, like, bro, you got to go to Christiania. Like, it's sick. And, like, there's a street called Pusher Street where you go and fucking just one long street where you can just buy hash. And the cops come in, like, whatever. That's like a whole nother one. If you know, one. you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> you know? But no, but it's a tourist spot. It's pretty Yo. much like you, if you come to town and you go to, like, the cookie store or whatever. But it's right. not legal, you know. So okay. it's like they get fucked with every day. 
But long story short, they have a fat-ass skate contest there every year. And uh, a couple homies who've passed away are really good friends of the people out there. And, like, okay. always been trying to get me to come out there for, like, the past three years. And I've been blowing it, not going, not going, not going. Last year, instead of going to Denmark, I went to Switzerland first because my homie is from there. And But this year, I made it to, straight to Denmark first. $350 one-way ticket. Wow. And I get off the fucking train. Like, I don't, like, do drugs all the time and shit, but I sip some syrup for the for the flight just to get a good sleep, and I get off all groggy, and the dude's all like, how long how long you uh, you staying here for? I'm like, shit, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I got a one-way ticket. I'm, I'm going to make my way around. He's like, one-way ticket? I'm like, how much money you got? I'm like, shit, I got, like, $800 on me. You know, he's like, it's going to cost that much for you to get a ticket back. <laughs> where, where are you going to stay? I'm like, shit, what the homies, blood? Like, chill. Like, I'm talking to border people. They're yeah, about to let customs. me into the country. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, come or on. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going to be all right. And it's they, cool, they, they made me sit over to the side for like 30 minutes, and like the homies are like, what the fuck? Like, why don't they let you? I'm like, I told them I'm just trying to come. Like, I don't know. And then, you know, they're like, you got to tell them you got a ticket back, and they don't want you to just try to come live in that country. I'm like, oh, okay. But <laughs> so I go and I perform like at that contest. At the end of the contest, there's this fat like party, and my homie room he puts that shit together and like, yeah. So I did that show. And that was the first one. It was like huge. I'm like gonna put the footage up soon. It was nice. Like, that sounds amazing. Probably one of the biggest shows I've like had. Like, especially definitely in Europe, you know. But yep. even back here, you know, it was huge. And then I got a skater homie. Uh, Jacopo, he's from Italy, and he was like, come to Italy before you go to Switzerland, you know, and I was like, I don't know, he's like, I can get you some shows there, and I was like, alright, for sure, you know, so boom, I go, $40 ticket from Denmark to Italy, it's like 40 bucks, you know, just That's to amazing. fly, so yeah, cool, for sure. but I didn't check in two hours early, so they charged me an extra $100, they charge you more for not checking in two hours than Weird. the actual fucking ticket. That's yeah. My wife and I were in Italy in April, and that's explaining a lot about how much time we spend in airports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are we here so early? But now, you know, yeah. she's, she's a, new. Yeah. She's you a trip planner. <laughs> you don't get there. They'll, they'll, it's, 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 it's a fucking jigsaw puzzle how they gotcha. get you with that shit. Easy and then, <laughs> so Switzerland is close to me because I got a homie from Switzerland who heard about my music eight, nine years ago. And he used to hit up me and, D- and Sleepy D on Facebook and be like, I like y'all music. Like, and we used to be like, okay, like, who the fuck, <laughs> who the fuck in Switzerland is listening to Ain't us? You, you know, guy. we right. thought it was a fucking fake page. Like, wow. whatever the fuck we thought we was doing, we thought someone was trying to spy on us. We thought some undercover was trying to get a hold of us. Like, you know, it was like, oh, we don't trust this dude. And then time went by, he actually fucking came and met up with me in San Francisco. Wow. wow. And like, I hooked him up with some tree. It's hella funny because I always tell the story like I hooked him up with some good ass weed and shit. <laughs> and finally, the truth comes out. I was like, "Bro, didn't I give you some good?" Weed? He's like, "Yeah, it was all right." Because <laughs> he was like doing his thing out there now, and they kind of got some good weed. And it shit, was Reggie right at so best. He was like, <laughs> "It was, was kind of cool, bro." I was like, "Okay, whatever." You, you gave know? me some Reginald. But when he came out here, he came out here maybe four years after first contacting us. And ever since he came out here, he, he he linked up with Filthy Rich, Stevie Joe. Oh, wow. He was in the hood. Like, wow. fools from San Jose won't even, or fools from out here, you know, yeah, won't no, even. No, you can keep going. Fool, I'm not going there. <laughs> fools from Richmond. Yeah. Fools from Richmond won't even go and hang out in Oakland in these hoods right. where he is. You know, he came all the way from Switzerland. And just to link up and, and like, I, I hate to say just to be a fan because 
that's what he was essentially, but he became like our homie. He was right. staying at our houses mm-hmm. and like learning the lingo. Like the first night after we kicked it, like uh, he went and kicked it with some other homies in the hood hood. And then like I met him the next day and he was like, yeah, man, it got laid. And you know, like we left the, we left <laughs> the door open and, and we was like sleeping. And I was like, yeah, that's what you do when, you, when it gets laid. You go to sleep. He was like, no, like sleeping, like the door was wide open, like. Yeah, like anybody could just walk in. I was like, I was like slipping. Like he's like, yeah, sleeping, sleeping. I was like, oh yeah, y'all yeah, was slipping. Like leaving the door open in the hood. Like I was high as hell. Like he was like, yeah, man, we were sleeping. I was like, and then uh, so he always was telling me to go to go. He was like always at first. He was like, oh, all you guys from the Bay, you guys know each other, but like you don't really work together. And like, I want to get a big show for you guys mm, out in Switzerland, mm. but like, I don't want to bring y'all out there and no one really knows who y'all are, mm. you know? So like this for four or five years, we try to figure it out and I never went and it was kind of dying down. And I, and I finally got my passport. I was like, man, whatever, I'm just going to come out there and hang out. And when I went there, like I was just sprung on a way of life there. Like it's no crime really. Ain't nobody like, fucking with you at three in the morning like you're just walking down some quiet ass street and like all this shit and like he hooked me up with this guy named uh quest beats who's like a really big producer out there and this guy also tried to send me beats like eight years ago too and so when i got to switzerland i'm like telling my homie like yeah get me in the studio and like he pretty much kept it he's like bro it's been like eight years since i've been telling you to come out here like don't try to come in all hot (laughs) <laughs> on your first trip like oh put me in the studio you know he's like bro like i can do what i can do but luckily he hooked me up with a with a fucking dope ass producer and dope. we started a project last year in september when i first went and then this time when i made it back after italy we pretty much finished the project as far okay. as like recording it wow. and i recorded i um i recorded two music videos out there dope. like in this river and like on a by the river, like some unreleased music that's like already got two videos for it. Like I just was going for it this last Dope, trip, man. and I did a couple of shows. I opened up for Quest Beats Band. It's this band called SOS. Okay, and these dudes are huge all over Switzerland, and they even go to Germany and shit too. But like, I haven't really seen too many uh, artists like hip hop artists command a crowd like this. You know, like. Mm. The bigger names at these bigger festivals here, you see it kind of happen, but it almost seems like everyone's just there to fucking just go. Like, it seems like people come to these festivals solely for these dudes, and it's just like, every time I'm like, damn, hip-hop is alive and well, mm-hmm. you know, all over. You know, like, even linking up with, like, the little refugee homies who are kicking it at, like, the little skate area, like, they know about Mozzie, you know, like, Moosey, you know Moosey. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I am Switzerland talking to some kid from Somalia who can barely speak English to me. But he knows Moosey. You crazy. know, and I'm like, That's what? Good. Like, yeah. Moosey? Like, Ma- like, Mozzie? Like, yeah, Moosey, Moosey. You're they like, know, you like, know, one up top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they know it all. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I actually shot it out one of those homies in, in the song that I did out there. And then we shot the video, and I got them all in the video. So it's going to be so sick to, That's like, cool, man. they're going to be able to finally go to YouTube and look up a video with them in it, yeah. you know, from where they've been hanging That's out amazing. with somebody that they know, you know? Like, yeah, there's a sad history of European audiences especially treating hip-hop performers better than we do here. And yeah. I think there's just a nature of us taking it for granted. Yeah, We're there. It's, it's kind of I'm, a rare commodity. It feels good to hear somebody, like, from your point of view say that because it's a little – it kind of pissed me off when I got back home, you know, because I'm out there and, like, fools are like, yeah, I could kill with this. Like, yeah, 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 You know, and I come back and I'm like, fuck, like, I'm not doing shit back home, you know. And it's like, 
I don't want to like come at my homies like y'all not fucking helping me, you know. And then it's just like, you start looking at yourself like fuck, like what am I not doing right or what? You know, it's like all that shit. Just like, but then at the end of the day, I just like to make music. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. care where the fuck I'm making it, and sure. people want to fucking come to a show and buy a shirt. That's all that really matters. You know? <laughs> That's right perfect, on. man. Um, you know, can you guys? Um, I think you guys kind of mentioned you guys have some new work. Like, uh, do you guys have record a couple tracks that are not on the new release? Um. I, I have in okay, Switzerland. Okay, that's what okay. that's what happened oh, in Switzerland. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, when I went but, out there, but you two haven't. No, no. not oh, yet. Okay, but okay. we're we're fucking with Needle to the Groove, and we're like working out, fine tuning some shit, so we can like get a push on this project, you know, and then record a fresh project. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's that's in the works. We're talking about it and trying to figure it out. Yeah. We're just kicking it with Alan. Yeah, yeah. we're we're, we're, we're building the foundation as yeah. we speak. So. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Paul. Weird. I have kind of a weird question for you, but <laughs> I, I know you'll take it in the right direction. Like, sure. you have this opportunity to perform in front of like hundreds of people a week. Do you play your own shit? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yo, yeah, I'm always. Absolutely. Hey, I, I wanted the same shit. I'm like, yeah, it looked like it's cracking in there. Did you play our fucking song tonight, bro? <laughs> like, I always think of that in the back of my head. And then sometimes the, the, the he'll tag me in the video, like without me even having to ask. So yeah, like, no, oh, nah, nah, dude, nah, nah. it's one of those things, man. Like you know, I I play a you know a packed house in Oakland once, like you know, a couple times a month. Um, and I you know I've dropped uh, uh sink or swim. And people were rushing the table, like, "Yo, what is this, dude? I've never heard this. I've never heard this, this shit." This is me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'll, no, I'll straight up point to my screen, and they're like, "This is you, dog." Like, yeah. um, I was more recently, I was uh, opening for Mixmaster Mike, and um, you know, I mean, that's that's like one of my ultimate idols. And I play, I just drop sink or swim in the middle of my set, and he gives me this look, like. Ooh, <laughs> yo, 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 cut! So, are you gonna send this to me or what? So, yeah, yo, dude, that's like, amazing, yeah. So it's dope, man. You know, like you know, we get a lot of you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of homies. You know, uh, like you know, DJ Amen, Shabazz, like they all like you know, co-sign the record. They yeah, love the record. And Amen, shout out to Amen. He gave us fucking Bay Pick yeah, of the Week on Bay Pick of the Week on KML, man. And that's yeah. the thing about dope, this project dope. that keeps me like just like content with whatever you know like we're trying to fine tune as artists as him a dj and me a rapper and like we can put our own shows together we're trying to figure out how to like kind of get to the next level of like putting out a project and keeping the campaign going alan's like stepping in and like trying to tell us about some shit you know so it's sick but like just i never expected to like even if it's just for bay pick of the week i wasn't expecting that like i wasn't never expecting my song to be on cameo Right. Ever, you know, neither was like, I. That's you. <laughs> grow up in the exactly. Bay Area. It's yeah. just like exactly. the sound of our childhood, and totally. Yeah. Yeah, I like, don't know if there's like weird radio politics about that for you. Well, no. I mean, I, <laughs> I sent you know, I send my music out like whether it's a, a remix or you know a single that I'm working on. I send it out to like you know a, a long list of DJ, producer, and musician homies, and. You know, out of the blue, like two weeks after I send the email, I get a call from AMN. He's like, yo, or he got a text from a text message from him. He's like, yo, call me like ASAP. (laughs) And, you know, I called him and he's like, yo, this is like one of my favorite songs out of the Bay right now. And I was like, wow, that's. That's huge, right man. Because you know, like, yeah, he's he's a power player, man. Shout out to Amen. So, yeah, man, and just you know, like everything is organic. Right. Like like you said, like everything about it, like you know, just like the spread, you know, all that, man. The the, the rollout, you know, it's it's all organic. Straight up, yeah. Straight we're working up. with no budget, so yeah, exactly. we're 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 using our know how, we're using our you know our networks, we're using our you know our 
our followership, everything. <laughs> no so. budget. Yeah. K N O W. We don't know of a budget. We yet. don't know. We don't know him at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's you know, it's 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 all love. It's all organic. Yeah. So. All right, that's the very organic ending to today's episode. Um, we want to thank Cutso and Big Hungry for coming by the studio and hanging out with us. Um, friends of the program, we're really excited about their new EP and urge you all to check it out when it drops very soon. Um, thanks to Damone, who couldn't be there with us this week. Thanks to Dave for kind of hosting this week. And uh, this is uh, Apollo and Big Hungry's song called Paper off their soon-to-be-released EP. Hope you enjoy it. Dad Bod Wrap Up. To Aki, something stocky in the chamber. Living life fully aware of all the dangers. Poppy talking prophets told him meet me down at Spangler's. Swear to God, Jesus had a kilo in the manger. How you want it? Saute the extra crispy. Button down, Dickie's Lakash, you can't miss me. Figure out the land in and out like a gypsy. Circle around a block like a knock on a 10 speed. But I ain't copping. Nah, brother, I'm just cruising. Dodging cops, hope to never make it on the news. And niggas in the streets ain't got nothing to lose. Started shining in his own man. Knocked him out of shit. Shoes like damn, why they tryna stick me for my papers? Like damn, why they tryna stick me for my papers? Like damn, why they tryna stick me for my paper? Like damn, damn, I'm stressed out, tripping like a motherfucker. I got some niggas to call, but don't nobody love you. And what's love? A feeling that you can't ignore. Don't got no love for yourself, then what you living for? Who could I trust? I barely trust my own thoughts. You put your life on the line until the battle's lost. No silver spoons, ain't nobody there to hold your hand. Stand firm by your word till it's quicksand. Got big plans, success is all I want to see. But once you're closer to the top, somebody intervene. Who can you call when you your own worst enemy? I'm like you, there's no reason to remember me. Cause at the end, man, we all bleed the same blood. He said he'd do it for his people, then he changed up. Man, what's love? A feeling that you can't ignore. Ain't got no love for yourself, then who you living for? Like, damn, damn, why they trying to stick me for my paper? Damn, why they trying to stick me for my paper? Damn, why they trying to stick me for my paper? Damn, why they trying to stick me for my paper? I'm ice cold, but I ain't never had a perm. When I was younger, man, I used to live with no concern. And I'm still living life like I don't give a fuck. But I know one day that sketchy shit can catch you up. I think twice now every time I'm getting drunk. Break down the Buddha, man, I'm steady rolling hella skunk. Hey, listen, I just want them all like a man you have. Staring at the world like the last one left. No, I don't got the life tatted on my chest, but I do got a line on a Glock in the vest. Like, fuck, punch your heart. Listen, we fucking up the party. And somebody slid in the back with a shotty. It's killers in the street, and they do it for a hobby. High as fuck, strapped up in the middle of the lobby. Like, damn. Trying to stick me for my paper, like damn. Why they trying to stick me for my paper, like damn. Why they trying to stick me for my paper, damn. Why they trying to stick me for my paper.